0: The Ongoing Debate While the team I lead at Provident is committed to giving objective, independent and competent advice to our clients without having to struggle between what is right for them and what is best for our own pockets, given that we are a fee-only wealth advisory firm and do not collect commissions, we constantly struggle with this plausible scenario the possibility that actively managed unit trusts cannot beat the markets. What this means is that these funds are unlikely to deliver good returns. As a result, many of our clients' financial goals and life goals won't be achieved, and their dreams for themselves and their children will be dashed. If this is true, should we then continue to use these funds to execute our investment strategy? But first... Is there truth to this claim? We did a study for different time periods such as 1 year, 3 years, 5 years, 10 years, 15 years for the year ending 31st December 2021, and it showed that most of the large cap US equity fund could not beat the s 500 index. We arrived at the same conclusion for the emerging market funds. And there are many reasons why this is so. But allow me just to list down a few. Well, firstly, expenses. In reality, most fund managers could have beaten the markets if not for cost. After subtracting all those management fees, brokerage commissions associated with trading, sales charges, and operating costs, it would be hard for these fund managers to outperform the markets. The irony of actively managed fund is that in order to perform, they will need to hire very smart people to try and pick the right stock, choose the right time, read the right charts, and execute the right trades so that they can beat their competitor down the street. You will also need to motivate financial salespeople to sell your funds. And guess what? Smart people are expensive to hire and good salespeople will want good commissions. Thus, Expenses go up and eat into returns. Secondly, the stress on fund managers to perform. At the end of each year, every fund management company will want to win the top position in a fund award ceremony. Champagnes are popped and accolades are given. The next day, advertisements are out on every major media platform bragging about the achievements. This, what I call resume, will then be used by the fund houses, salespeople to get more financial advisors, and for wealth managers to sell the funds to investors. In short, awards means more assets under management. Unfortunately, many of these awards are based on short-term performances, that is one year and three years. As a result, managers may make short-term decisions at the expense of long-term performance. Thirdly, the problem with active management itself. You see, in order to beat the markets, fund managers must pick the right stocks from the entire market. It is a risky game and one that can work for you or against you. In addition, because the stock market is a zero-sum game, or may I say, trading the stock market is a zero-sum game, you need to beat the competition. Your fund managers must beat or face up to top investors such as the George Soros of today, the Warren Buffetts, and many others. How often can fund managers win? Sometimes maybe, but definitely not all the time. Even very smart people cannot make the right decision all the time. For those that make more right decisions than the wrong ones, well, good for them, they get hit-hunted by the competition next door. The problem with this is that this yields inconsistency in fund performance. So let me now talk a little bit on passive instruments. So what options do investors have? Passive instruments such as low expense index funds and ETFs could be the solution. Now, please allow me to say that I don't like the word passive because it seems to suggest that nothing is ever done in these funds, which is not true. However, that's how we call it in the industry. These instruments, passive instruments, I mean, do not attempt to beat the market. Instead, they replicate the market and limit their ambition to achieving market return. But if most funds cannot beat the market, and if you are getting market returns, you are in fact doing better, you are getting much better returns. Have you ever dreamt of having all the top investors working for you? Thankfully, it is no longer a pipe dream. By investing into the entire market through these instruments, you get just that, the aggregate performance of all these investors, including the better active managers in the world. You may be glad to know that the proponents of passive instruments such as Benjamin Graham, which is the teacher of Warren Buffett, and the so-called founder of the profession of financial analysis, as well as the late John Bogle, founder and former CEO of Vanguard, Eugene Farmer, the father of modern finance and a Nobel Prize winner, just to name a few, besides many other Nobel laureates. Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time himself, says that most investors are better off investing into an index fund. My firm's struggle started in 2004, when as much as we believed in the concept of index investing, we did not have many of these instruments available in Singapore. There were less than 20 ETFs, and mainly investing only into the emerging markets then, and only a handful of index funds available to investors in Singapore at the time. Private banks may have access to these instruments outside Singapore, but instead, structured products were usually recommended to clients. Why was this so? Well, around that time, I was having lunch with Mr. John Robinson, the former managing director of Vanguard Investment Singapore. And on that occasion, I asked him why he was not bringing the slew of index funds that Vanguard was so well-known for to Singapore. His answer was simple and straightforward. There is no market. There is no demand. What he really meant was that there was no demand amongst the distributors. One of the biggest advantages of passive instruments is that of low cost. But low cost means no or low front-end sales charge and management fees. This means low front-end commissions and trailers for financial salespeople and as such, a lack of demand. Unfortunately, in our commission-driven wealth management industry, It may still be some time before we see more advisors embrace the use of low-cost, passive instruments. I hope I'm wrong. In 2003, when we argued that mixing commissions with advice would give rise to potential conflict of interest, the wealth management and financial planning industry was very upset with us. One year later, when we single-mindedly advocated the use of low-cost term insurance instead of the high-commission whole-life plans, the insurance industry was fuming mad. Today, as I champion the use of low-cost index funds as a viable investment strategy, I fear I may offend the asset management industry. But seriously, if you don't belong to the industry, but are our clients with retirement goals, children's education objectives, and your other very important life goals for yourself, for your family, for your loved ones. What would you like me to say? My firm has almost transited fully to using ETFs, index funds from BlackRock, and low-cost evidence-based funds from Dimensional Fund Advisors. We do that because we know that that is probably the best for our clients. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence Services, kindly visit Provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted, or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent, of Provident Limited.